Um, hi, it's me, a black woman. I mean, water. What are you doing acting like you don't need me? The world needs me. I make this shit run, baby. You walking around thirsty as hell, getting dehydrated on all these other beverages, White Claw, PBR, Lacrox. But you always going to come back to me. I got soul and spirit. I bring life into everything I touch. I make this planet what it is. I'm real modest about it, but if I took even one day off around here, oh, y'all would be in trouble. I'm a black woman. I mean, uh, water. Paid for by the thirsty niggas of America. What up? Welcome, y'all, back to the show. This is your boy, Joel Boyd, co-host, comedy writer, actor, comedian. We got a great show, man. Welcome to High Power. If you've never been here, this is the show where everybody comes on and tries to find the best version of themselves. And today is no different. We got an amazing guest, comedian, writer, actor, director, and founder, Maya Gwynn. You know her as an alum of the Second City Comedy Theater. She's also a founder of the community organization, The Three Lines Collective. So I really want to get into the episode really soon, but I also want to let you know, we finally got a date for the film. High Power, the short film, is coming out on the internet to you. Friday, April 14th. It's going to be a worldwide premiere. We've, we've had it do so well in the festival circuit from winning awards in Canada, finally bringing it to you. Friday, April 14th. So tune in, all right? Now, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Welcome to High Power. guys like running no a girl and a guy running a show Mm -hmm. and i was part of the show Mm -hmm. i was one of the comedians sarah squirm was and there was somebody else Mm -hmm. shows running late no one's showing up it's at a bar so there's a bar on the other side and you know there's a back room Mm -hmm. no one's coming in that back room so they're just like oh fuck and then like last minute two people come in like just to sit in the audience yeah the hosts of the show are like, we're not doing the show. We'll just cancel it. We'll just cancel it. I was just like, no, because I've been here for an hour waiting. Yeah. We're not canceling. Like, I literally tell them, I'm like, we're not canceling the show. <laughs> we're not canceling. The- these two people that came, I don't know what got into me. I was like, these two people that got here, yeah. that they're here, they're going to see a show. Yeah. So let's give it to them. But I- it's just two people. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll host. Like, I just <laughs> took control of the whole show. I will never forget. I was like, I'll host the show. I'll bring you guys up. And then we could do the show. Yeah. Okay. Are we going to do this? All right. Bro, hosted it. It was just like, bam. Did it like it was like a full audience. And I was just like, but these two people, you guys deserve it. You guys showed up. Yeah. And that's the only, that was just like, you don't, you don't get discouraged. Right. When you see two people. Because you know what? Are you going to discredit their existence? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like six people show up, you give them the best show. Yeah. Like, it's a full audience. Because you don't know who those six people are. Yeah. You don't know if they need it. That's true. Or they, you need them. Absol- absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like this show's going to have six people in that. <laughs> it, may, it might <laughs> Yo, be tonight. it's Sunday at 2 o'clock, bro. Oh, my God. It might be. Oh, man. I am, um, I'm kind of hoping it's that. 
entertaining. I'm not hoping yeah. for a yeah. hit. I'm not hoping, definitely yeah, just, not hoping. It's just, entertaining. Just give me a good game. I think I've been thinking about this lately of of like, um, why do you need everybody to see you make a basket? You know what I mean? Like, I think when everybody's trying to be famous, I'm I'm realizing it with myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm already doing everything that I love. And I'm doing it often. I'm doing it well. Why do I need the world to watch me? Mm. Why, do I, why does everybody have to see me make this basket? Mm-hmm. Instead of just me in my backyard shooting around. Oh, you saw that? Oh, cool. Yeah. Why do I need the world to be like, we saw you make that basket. Mm-hmm. We love you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't need. But I think, it, obviously, we live in a world where it's, we're conditioned to, be, to need that validation. So I'm just like, I think that's part of it too, where I'm just, I think I'm realizing like, oh, I don't need that many people to like tell me who I am or like what I'm doing is cool Mm -hmm. if I'm just doing it and I feel like it's cool. But we live in a world where it's like, how many followers, how many people saw you do that? How many people, how many people are, are, are your fans? And it's like, it's like... I'm in that game now. You know, I'm back on the gram slowly. I'm just like, I hear what you're saying. Like, when it's time for people to see me make the baskets, they hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. My bad, bro. Congratulations on that motherfucking commercial. Oh, it's everywhere, bro. I didn't know. Like, okay, so we were in an interview when that was happening. Your phone was blowing up, and you're like, "Oh, I'm in a commercial," and it's like football commercial. Oh yeah, that's everywhere. I go home after the interview. I'm watching a football game. Long and behold. Yeah. motherfucking Joel. And I thought it was just like, you're just standing there and he's not going to talk to you. Like, you were just one of those, because the commercial's yeah. pretty long, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And you say something, I was like, oh, shit! My nigga making money out here, nigga! <laughs> yo, I was like, yo, that shit was gangsta as fuck. Because it's just like, you know, I know people on TV, but yeah. like, to know somebody that's like on TV, like, and it's just wild. But when I saw your ass on the motherfucking screen, bro, I was like, <gasps> and you played in other shit before. It's not your first yeah, time on yeah. TV, but it was just like, this is a nice ass commercial, bro. Nice spot. It's a nice spot. Somebody hey. texted me they saw it in a movie theater the other day. Hey, listen, bro. It's everywhere. It's a Kevin Bacon, Joel Boy it's commercial, boy. Everywhere. That shit was, I, I was like, I'm very proud. I know you put your work in secret. Like, you know what I'm saying? You'd be like, yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, that, I, it's I think just, it's the same thing. I just be thing, on my balcony like, thinking, and I'll be like, nigga, you working out here, boy. <laughs> I think it's the same thing, because it's like, I don't know. I, I When you think about all the things that we like to do, it's like, when I'm on set and when I'm doing something, I don't know, it's always like, this, I've been doing the same thing since I was 15. Mm. Like when we talked to Maya about finding out you can do stand-up or acting or all these things, I'm like, i just kind of been doing that. The whole time. So it's like when somebody... I didn't even know they were going to use that take. Mm. I see the commercial. I'm like, oh, they use that. I didn't think they were going to use that. It's so funny. Because it's like, I had no control over it. I was just being myself. Yeah. And I was like, I'll say it like this. And it was a good outfit. I was like, this is a nice They did outfit. their thing. I was like, you should have kept that outfit. They though. did their thing yeah. on that. I was had a like, good haircut. It was a good... Yeah, I was, was like... Good look. I was like, this nigga... This nigga Hollywood right now. This like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was oh, yeah. nice, bro. I was like, hell yeah. That was just like, yo, shout out to nigga Joel Boy out here. Creating selling creating dreams cars. for everyone. Selling electric cars. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Doing big things out here, bro. I just want the world to know, like, you should be proud of yourself, bro. 
you should be you, proud. Man. Your family should be proud. Your friends are probably Thank proud. You, but man. yeah, you should hear. It. Yeah, listeners out here, you should be proud of this man, bro. He's working. Thank and getting respect out here, bro. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Who else should be respected? Our guest is so brilliant, man. She's such a, a delight and a sweet person to talk to. Maya Gwynn. She's a writer, comedian, actor, director. She's also the founder of the Three Lines Collective, a um, a nonprofit organization that uses improv comedy to bring together kids, um, teaching them writing skills, creative arts. It's it's really a positive thing, man. And she's also an alum of the Second City. Uh, we get to talk to her in a bit. Uh, you can follow her at Maya J. Gwynn on IG, and you can keep up with her company, Black-owned, Black women doing positive things, men, with the creative arts and kids uh, at threelinescollective.com. We'll talk to Maya Gwynn right after this. You're at home. You're kind of bored, but you need something self-affirming and positive to do with your time. That's where the Three Lines Collective comes in. The Three Lines Collective is a community-based organization that teaches creativity, confidence, and self-expression through improvisation and creative writing skills. I did improv as a kid. You know improv. You heard of it. Whose line is it anyway? Wild and out. But it really did change my life. When I was 12 years old, I started doing it, and it got me in tune with myself. It is such a positive self-expressive, self-affirming experience. They bring the spirit of improv and creativity right to your home. They sell loads of books that you can order right now, such as 50 Games to Stay Sane, Volumes 1 and 2, which are coloring books with improv games, and, and, and they truly do bring that spirit of creativity right to your home. They also do have these zines for black businesses, so if you want to support loads of black businesses, they have all of that information ready for you. They are unapologetically here to serve the black community and everyone is welcome. They also do virtual classes for improv and creative writing. All ages are welcome. You can do some for your kids. You can do something for you. I mean, they really are here to help all of us become better, more empathetic human beings. All you got to do is go to threelinescollective.com. It's Black-owned. It's women-led. They're community-based. Feel free to purchase a book, a zine, a class, or just make a donation. Threelinescollective.com. That's the number three, lines, L-I-N-E-S, collective.com. I did actually. What? Yeah, I got floor seats. You got oh, what? I'll be paying my cousin back for a long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, let me get a dollar, bro. What's up, brother? <laughs> no. Bro? What's up with it? Uh, I didn't even know tickets went on sale. If you have a a city card, you yeah. could have got them. Mm-hmm. And she had one. Wait, what's a city card? Like a city bank card? Yeah. Oh. Because I was looking at it. You got to register. It was like yeah. levels. A to lot the of shit. people applied for them. <laughs> Bruh, that was a business move. That was a Beyonce business move. Yeah. First of all, her concert should be free at this point. For black people. For black people. Please, bro. We need it. Yeah. People need to release and cry, Beyonce. Oh, my gosh. And I've never seen so many black people cry. (sighs) Did you go to Formation? No, I I haven't been to any Beyonce concert. Are you serious? I've just talked to people straight up that's been to Beyonce concerts. And they, from different parts, different backgrounds, they all feel the same thing. They just end up crying. Oh, yeah. Like, really? yeah. It's like church. 
like a like a holy spirit it's like and it's all like black people and then women and gay men yeah and so like this like it just feels like a safe environment yeah so everyone is just hugging (laughs) like it's like really beautiful Wow, I never really thought about that. I I didn't know the power until I was in a podcast in Chicago and I interviewed two uh, female comedians. And they didn't really, they weren't even friends like that. I just interviewed them together. And I was just like, oh, y'all went to a Beyonce concert? And it was just like silence. And then a deep inhale. And then, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my, and I just was quiet, bro, because I was just watching them just start crying. And I was just like, oh, Oh, sh- oh, it's a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Megan was the same, too. Mm-hmm. And she okay. was great. Her and Doja Cat. Yeah, Doja Cat's. Like, no. amazing performance. Doja Cat is, for me, is, like, so high up there. Yeah. And then she shot up there for I know. Me. Like, she went from the Moo Cow. Yeah. Which was, like, what <laughs> the fuck? Which is still fun. What? It is fun, but <laughs> yeah. everyone was like, it was the shock value. Yeah. I always say, as, a, as like, an artist or an entertainer, you have to shock the world some yeah. way, somehow, to get attention. Yeah. That shit shocked everyone. Like, oh, yeah. This was dumb. This is yeah. stupid. And you think it's just, like, a meme, and then all of a sudden. Poof. Yeah. And she could sing, and she could rap, and she could dance. She's a great performer. At a high level. Yeah. Like, Doja Cat is, like, she became my top five mm-hmm. in the past five years. Mm-hmm. Like, female artists. Like, and she's just weird. Yeah, and she like, doesn't give a fuck. she's just black girl from the valley. Like, just weird. And, like, you could just tell she grew up online. Mm. Just very, like, specific type of humor that just works. Yeah. Yeah. It still works. You yeah. see her trolling at fashion shows, yeah. fashion weeks, or dressing <laughs> that all was red. So good. But I was like, and when what? she dressed up with the guy with the, the mustache, I was like, <laughs> so that's gangster. Yeah, like, that was cool. I feel like she's making a lane for herself. Yeah, on a pod- like she's not following anyone's guidelines. Yeah. I mean, maybe she is. Yeah, but I don't see it clearly. Where I'm yeah. like, oh, you know who used to do that? Dennis Rodman. Like yeah. she's not doing any of that. Yeah. Are you from the valley? No, oh. from Ranch Cucamonga. Oh, okay. The opposite valley. Ranch Cucamonga. That's uh next Friday. Friday. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's all I know, oh. bro. <laughs> Yo, that's what y'all known for now, though, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, next he Friday. moves and it's safer there, so that's a good stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, you were somewhere else before? <laughs> no, no, no. He was. A Friday? Oh, Craig. Yeah, Craig. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the movie. Yeah. yeah. Got, it. Got, it, got it. Got it. Got it. That's all I know about Ranch Cucamonga. That's like, funny. What, yeah, what is it like over there? Is there a lot of. It's a lot of. People? I don't know. Like, it felt like it. Uh-huh. My mom, she was in charge of um, recreational sports for kids. Mm-hmm. So growing up, I would always go to, like, the basketball gym with her. And mm-hmm. so you get to see everybody in town. Mm-hmm. And it always felt like it. But she just retired, actually, from the city of Rancho for 24 years. Wow. And it was It's very conservative. Now or the whole It time? always was. I, it just didn't feel like it. Okay. Cause I was always you just in, didn't know. You were young. I, yeah, because I was always in private schools, and I was always the only black person in school. And then when I would play travel ball or, like, play basketball, it's diverse in sports. Mm-hmm. So it felt like diversity just because it was other people. But yeah. probably not. <laughs> right, right. But all people do out there is just play basketball and come here. Were you, like, sheltered, do you feel? Do probably. You, you, <laughs> probably. Yeah. 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 Did you ever have like a moment where you realized that? Shelter from what? I don't know. I feel like I was like a pastor's kid and there was oh, a lot that, that was like I I grew up in a very like it was black people, but it was like a Jewish neighborhood. In Wisconsin? Yeah, in Milwaukee. So it was like it was kinda like uh 
middle class black folks same who like found the little safe haven in Milwaukee on the and it's the black side of town right it's mm. the north side so it's like technically it is hood if you look for mm. it or if you drove for five, <laughs> if you drove you for an extra five minutes you Turn will find corner. the hood you would, for sure uh, but there was kind of this safe haven where kind of middle class black folks and Jews yeah. but I, I think I realized there were certain moments in my childhood or even as I got older I was like oh my parents like kept me from some of like exposure to certain things that if I were to see this younger, Definitely. I probably would have been different. Yeah. So did you ever feel? Yeah. Um, my parents are from Long Beach. Mm-hmm. This is my dad's jacket from high school. His oh, snap. Long Beach Poly. Wow. Um, Keep that. Didn't Snoop go to that school? Yeah. Yeah. Nate Diaz. Dog. Yeah. 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 A, like a lot of famous people, wow. mostly from sports. Like if you watch NFL games, it's always Long Beach Poly. Okay. No, no, no. Long Beach Poly. Okay. <laughs> uh, so they always said, like, they grew up in the hood. Like, now it doesn't really look like that, but mm-hmm. they said that they did. So um, I don't know if you know. My dad played baseball, professional baseball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. And so um, he played for the Dodgers. He played for the Padres. He played for the Royals um, and the Olympic team when he was in college. Oh, shit. And so. Shout out to your dad. Out yeah, here. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, he's getting wow. a lot of love. Um, so they moved us out there. Mm-hmm. Like away from every away from the city to be safer, mm-hmm. and then like I talk to my mom about this a lot now because like getting older and want to have kids, it just like you want to have your kids grow up in a safe environment, but you don't want them to be the token. Too. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't want them to be the Rosa Parks every day at school. Right. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they did protect us in some ways, but you can't. Like, I feel like that's something black parents have to think about all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's definitely, like, getting exposure to stuff. But I feel like that's why sports are important, too. Mm-hmm. Because, um, like, I played on an AAU team, like a travel ball team from second grade to 10th grade. Wow. With the same girls. You're that good? Could you whip my ass yeah. on the court? You could Maybe probably... not now. Oh, okay. I've got knees now. What? what I, would you play? I was point guard. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, you're bringing it up. Yeah, so I can still dribble well. And I like, can see the court well. And, like, I coach, too, which is fun. Um, but I think that's – sports was, like, the big equalizer. And I think, mm-hmm. like, my parents being the coach, too, coming from, like, the neighborhoods that they did and also coming from, like, the talent level that they did. Like, mm-hmm. the people they were playing with, like, almost every single person played professionally, like, on the block yeah. that they grew up on. I didn't realize that about – that makes sense, though, about sports. Yeah. Because kind of everybody's there. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, so you, you said you played basketball. Mm-hmm. What was the other ones? Just basketball? I played soccer. Uh-huh. Um, I ran track. Oh, yeah. Track. Everybody's yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. I did track for a few years. Yeah, kind of. There's no... Uh, it's funny. Certain sports have a cultural kind of like, you know, black yeah. folks are here or mm-hmm. white kids or whatever. You know? Well, I was on a club track team and everyone was black. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was cool. Nigga, yeah. track is black. Track is black. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Track is black. That's the tagline. It's yeah. Track is black. Track is black. Nike. Yo, yo, I don't remember another white person winning track recently. No. Like in my lifetime. Maybe like like, um, 
oval. Yeah, yeah that, the high drop, those, yeah. those little things. Yeah, we're not <laughs> built for that, bro. <laughs> the daredevil stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They got that little whoop doo when they flip <laughs> over that shit. Like, <laughs> niggas ain't doing that uh-uh. shit. <laughs> <laughs> you see that little ponytail go over the yeah. bar? <laughs> yeah, that shit. It's, I like that shit, though. It's cool to watch. Yeah, it's I'm cool not to doing watch, it. but. Yeah, we're, mm-hmm. we could do a high jump. That's the thing we can and long do. jump. Yeah, long jump. Yeah, yeah that's what, that's what I did. Long jump. Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. see, that's mm-hmm. that's cool. That's cool. Oh, wow. But like the the little pole thing, like mm-hmm. imagine getting injured. Like, how'd you hurt yourself? <laughs> and your uncle's like, you playing with a little stick over there? Think you one of them white boys? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or the javelin? Eye. Yeah. <laughs> what was your event? I don't know, man. I was so I was I was one of those kids where like I was just. I was in a lot of activities. Yeah, obviously, I knew, I think theater was the most fun. So okay. I, I don't even remember what I ran. I remember I I I ran fast in every sport that I played. Yeah, you know I was all like basketball, soccer, blah blah blah, but and football. But when I got to track, all I remember was <laughs> all I remember was like um, I think I did a relay. Yeah, where I had you know passed the baton or whatever. Yeah, and I just remember once. What position were you? Um, I think I was whoever's not the anchor. I was right before okay. the anchor. I was the anchor. You were anchor. Oh nice. shit! They was okay. Oh, so they, they, really, they already knew. They respected you. Hell yeah! Yeah, we went to the junior Olympics, at, mm-hmm. and we lost. Damn. And I was the anchor, and we lost so bad that when I came around the 100, the whole stadium was like, <laughs> "Whoa!" And I wanted to die. I was so embarrassed. Wait, wait, wait! Just because you were like, like, kind of. Cause it was like, it's, oh, this poor done. girl, this oh. poor girl, oh. like she it's not by even, herself. It's not even your fault. At that no, point. they dropped it or like something happened, and then by the time I got to me, it was just over, and I was just like, this damn. Is so, so the whole stadium was clapping. Yes, like, oh, oh you got it. Like, good for you. God. Hey man, keep going. Give this black girl <laughs> yeah. a chance in this world. This poor girl, bruh. <laughs> my dad had it on camera. No, just put the camera down because my yeah. face was just like, yeah, I'd put that camera down too. Yeah. It's like, hey, this ain't her moment. Yeah. This ain't it. <laughs> Damn. Oh. I wonder if I would have clapped. I'm thinking now Probably. if I would have been one of the people to clap. I would clap now. Yeah? Because you're like, you think you're encouraging, but when you're that person, it's not. I don't think you're yeah, encouraging good. at this point. You're just like, hurry the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably that too. Come on. I got a daughter in another event. Let's go. Yeah. My parking's up. <laughs> Let's go. go. You know, McDonald's stop serving breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. This girl ruined my McMuffin, baby. <laughs> I'm about to get him a grill of her ass. I'm going to drop the baton. Now a nigga got to get settled for this chicken sandwich. Trying to get a hash brown. Yo, shit. Yo, Yo, because it's not even your fault. No. It's not. Like, if you're the first person and you're going slow, the second person can kind of help you out. Well, the second and the third can be the slowest. It's like the first and the anchor have to be like the fastest. It's a boom, yeah. Yeah. Do do y'all feel like... um, how do you guys feel about this shift in culture or in education where it's like everybody gets a trophy now? You know, you know, when we grew up and it was kind of like kind of clear who was cool and who won. And yeah. like, and now everybody's kind of like trying to level the playing field. Do you guys feel any type of way about it? I think it depends on the league. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, my mom, it was recreational sports. So like. Mm-hmm. If you get a trophy for participation because it's recreational. Yeah. Like when I did All Stars, not everybody didn't get a trophy. Like when I did like 
NJB or like AAU with like competitive tournaments. Right. You only get a trophy if you're first or second. Yeah. So I feel like it depends on what level you're at. And the people who aren't good, like they know. <laughs> like trophy doesn't confuse yeah, you. It don't. Yeah. You're looking at it but like I don't even like deserve a... this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like sitting on your desk, you're like, oh man, I remember that day. Why'd they give this to me? I know. I throw it away. Yeah. I think it's the parents' job to be like, hey, you got this, but it yeah. doesn't mean anything. <laughs> In fact, give this to me until you actually I paid win. the $45. Yeah. And give me the jersey too. I don't <laughs> give me this. You don't deserve it. We'll, yeah. we'll see you next you year. You don't get snacks yeah. after the game. Oh, you damn. Get... You don't get snacks after the game. Yeah. <laughs> you need, the, you no. need a little Chick fil A or something to get. No, I'll give you one home. waffle fry, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> because that was embarrassing. <laughs> you need to give him the cherry or something. Uh, but I know like people who got paid by their parents for like how many points they scored. Damn. Uh, what? Mm-hmm. Damn. They started that early, bruh. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Like you had friends who. Did, uh-huh. who Wow. Like $2 for each shot. Wow. Yeah, yeah I wish my parents did that. No, my parents didn't do that. I but... wish my parents did that. I know, yeah. Why? What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I would just try to make shots all day. I'd be like, give me the ball. Yeah. Give me the ball. <laughs> we need you to play defense. <laughs> You're like, no. Nah. nah no, you no, understand? No, no, give me no. the ball. Unless my dad <laughs> gives me a dollar for every block, give me the goddamn ball. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's real. Yeah, yeah I guess maybe there is a lot of lessons in that. Getting rewarded for your hard work, I guess. Yeah. What's your opinion about it? I I don't know. I, I hear a lot of things about it being confusing and it affecting people's uh, self, whatever, uh, awareness, I guess, later mm-hmm. in life. You know, a whole generation of people that are like, you're great. You're doing it. It's awesome. And then when you get in the workforce, it's like, that is not the culture of the American kind of... Like when you don't hear those things. Yeah, and you're like looking for... Even, I'll be honest, like I still deal with like, I think, I don't know if this is a Midwestern thing or I'm uh, growing up in the 90s, early 2000s thing, but like I still sometimes feel a way when I enter a room and I say good morning to somebody and they don't say anything back. But yeah, I don't know, I just noticed that because I'm like, I know people make fun of millennials for that like mm-hmm. i know people make fun of us and go like you guys are gonna start crying if i don't say hello to you you know what i mean and it's just like well yes and no yeah. like it's also just acknowledging that yeah people are here in the building got up we all ha- are having hard lives individually personally stuff that we aren't even talking about or sharing so it's like i don't know it's it is a weird little olive branch that i think maybe i, I don't know if it's from just who I am or my personality, but I'm like, yeah, if I say, if if anybody takes the time out of their day and their yeah. existence to be like, hi, you're a human being and you're yeah. here in this room, good morning. I see you. I'll just be like, what's up? Yeah. How you doing? Or if you're just at work, like I remember two years ago, I worked at the Apple store in mm-hmm. Santa Monica and this guy, <laughs> he was, <laughs> he was just rude. <laughs> and um, he worked at the Genius Bar and um, like when you check people in, like I put someone like I said someone was at the wrong table. It was three tables, so they weren't that hard to find mm-hmm. since it was wrong. And um he's like, You put someone at you said they're over here. And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. He's like, That's table A, B, C. A, B, C. Mm-hmm. Got it? And I was just like, Jeez. And then I thought about it like the rest of the day and it really hurt my feelings. And then the next morning I could tell it, it like bothered him too. 
And he was like, it bothered him. What's that up, he Maya? Came off that and way. I was just, I just looked at him and did not say anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't give him anything at all. And for like <laughs> two months, he mm-hmm. kept like trying to talk to me and I did not give him anything. I was like, mm. I don't like you. Like, that was mean. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, some of the, well, it was a lot of black people there, but it was like, you would have not talked to a little white girl like that. Mm-hmm. It just felt like, mm-hmm. it was just rude. Yeah. And, um, Is yeah. a white guy? Huh? White guy? No, he's black. Dang. I know. That's why I hurt even more. Mm. And um, finally, I think one time he like, <laughs> like waved and I was like, <laughs> I think he was like, oh, God. I was like, Leave me alone. I don't need to. We don't need to be friends. Like, yeah. stop. So, okay. I watched uh, your short. Oh. The, what was it called? Uh, black women should never yes, humble themselves. Yes, black women should never humble themselves. Um, it's long. I No, I, but you need every single never, word of that. What? What do you mean it's long? Bro, everything, everywhere, all at once. That's a long one, too. Yeah, Come it's on, longer. Bro. Black women should never humble themselves. Don't humble your title. <laughs> let your title, <laughs> let your title shine, bro. Got him. Let your title shine. Got him. Oh, thank you. Yeah, watching. oh, no. I watched it. I loved it. Thank um, you. I wanted to know, I mean, because a lot of what, even just in that interaction of you talking to, <laughs> or your coworker talking to you, I guess, uh, I feel like there could be a lot of... Um, I don't know. They're, they're in the short you talked about. And I think this was an, I read an article that you, that you were interviewed in too. But there was this concept, I guess, that was kept coming up of like these themes of the biases that are in people yeah. that we don't even know. So I'm like, I feel like in that interaction between a, a black male coworker talking to you like that, like, what is that? You know what I mean? Because yeah. it was, it, it seemed like it was involuntary. Yeah and rude yeah and you're very right he wouldn't have talked to somebody else like that yeah but do, what do you think like was that do i think it sexism, was colorism, I, it, like definitely what? sexism yeah um i think it was um like being a sensitive person mm-hmm. like when people say stuff to me sometimes they just don't expect reactions mm-hmm. like they don't expect me to be like ow mm-hmm. or like they don't expect you because when you're doing that, you are in a way holding someone accountable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if I would have just been like, oh, you're right. Like <laughs> it would have like just let him get away with it. Yeah. And I think it was me showing him like by giving him dust that like, no, you don't need to talk to people like that. Right. Especially me. Cause yeah. if something happens, who do you think is going to be defending you? Mm-hmm. Um, I think right. it was, I think it was just with mm-hmm. me, it's more people getting upset or just surprised that like when you stick up for yourself as a black Mm -hmm. woman Mm because people don't expect you to Hmm. or people are so used to seeing you get shit on Mm -hmm. that like when you do it's like oh i thought that's just what we do here (laughs) like something Mm -hmm. like i I feel like it's kind of in that and then it's also sticking to it Mm because even when i told one of our manager, or he wasn't a manager, but he was like a lead, which is like right before a manager mm-hmm. who was like another black man. He was mm-hmm. like, well, you should have told him that that bothered you. And I was like, mm-hmm. why don't you do it? <laughs> like you're in position of power. Right, right. Like um, it's always like putting it back on you. Like you're responsible for your own disrespect. Mm-hmm. And it's like no right way. This is what I feel. And it's like the common thing. It's like, there's never, whatever someone does something to me, it's, Whatever reaction I give, it's always wrong. 
Like if I don't say anything, it's like, oh, well, you got to stick up for yourself. If I stick up for me, oh, well, you can't do it like that. Like mm-hmm. it's always mm-hmm. just not right. I don't know if that yeah, answers your question. Yeah, no, that does make sense. How do you guys feel? I feel like, because the disrespect is, I think it's like, I mean, black women, I feel like black women, for, in my personal opinion, are the ones that really do like, even defend the black man sometimes. Yeah. Like they'll even go out their way, just like, you will not do this to yeah. this person. Like, and, and there's some cases where it's just like, we need to do that for like, that black guy should have just been like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Already for talking to you like that. Yeah. He should have already apologized. Yeah. It shouldn't have taken that level, but. I don't know his background. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know how he lives. But um, definitely, I feel like when I'm being disrespected, this happened to me this mm-hmm. week where it was like, this guy just straight up disrespected, mm-hmm. like, my presence. And it was, like, in front of a group of people. And the group of people did not feel the same way about, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? They were embarrassed of how he was treating me. Yeah. And, and looking at you for your reaction. Yo, like, and my reaction is just, like, do not react to his action. Like, that was the thing. Like, you have to, like, I literally am just like, this is like, I'm a server at this restaurant. So it was like a group of like white people and like two Asian couples. So it was mm-hmm. just like, I literally forget to ring this man's drink in and another guy, and an Asian guy. So white guy, Asian guy, they're missing their drinks. It was like 15 minutes. Uh, but they had a bottle of wine at the table for everyone else. This white guy gets up and starts yelling at a bartender. Mm-mm. Like, where are my drinks? Da, da, da. I'm just like, oh, let me ring in these drinks. I tell the manager. Manager's like, it will take the drinks off the bill. Just go give it to him. I go to the table. I'm like, hey, sorry about that. That's my fault. Mm-hmm. I take responsibility. I forgot to put these drinks in. But here you go. It's on the house. Mm-hmm. He's like, Ugh. he's gruffing. And now he's just like, well, let me order another fucking drink before Mm-mm. I have to wait 30 fucking minutes. And I was just like, what would you like to have? And he just brushes me off. Mm-hmm. I bring him the drink. Now he's just like everyone around because everyone around is embarrassed now. They're like, oh, yeah. like, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, do I not go to this table mm-hmm. anymore mm-hmm. because of this guy? Or do I just kill the table with kindness and make him feel like shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did that. I was mm-hmm. just like, I'm going to this table to make sure to let you know you don't have power over me. Yeah. To make sure you are I'm not scared of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. But there was one gesture he did, like like I asked everyone if he's okay, if they're okay, and he just threw his thumbs up, like sorry, we're good, oh, we're man. good. And when oh, he did that, gosh. that's when I was like, I have to breathe, yeah. I have to take a walk because I'm gonna react now, like yeah. you know, la da da da. Like now I'm killing him with more kindness. I'm like, yo, filling up water, just like making sure you know I am not scared <laughs> of you. Yeah, like I'm gonna make, I'm not gonna make everyone else suffer because of your actions. Yeah, he comes up to me after. He's like, you were great. You were excellent. You were amazing. I, I'm I'm sorry. I was just like, and then I just looked at it. I was like, mm-hmm. Like, that's all I had to say. I didn't have to say thank yeah. you so much. Like, oh, I was like, mm-hmm. And everyone around him felt like that mm-hmm. energy. So mm-hmm. he was just like, damn, I'm a dick. Like, yeah, you know you what are. I mean? And, and, you know, he felt it. And his friends felt it for him. Yeah. Like, and I was just like, I don't have to say anything. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was just, that disrespect is just like, we have to internalize it sometimes, and it has to stay in us. Yeah, and then it'll come out some way somehow. I had oh, to go yeah. dancing this weekend because yeah. I was like, I have to release. I know that fucking. Yeah. Dude. Did you yeah. guys want to be comedians when you were little? I don't think I knew that was a thing. Like you could do it. I don't think I knew. I didn't have the context of knowing that you could do that until I was maybe like fourteen or fifteen. Okay. And then I started doing stand up, but 
That's pretty. That's still pretty young. That's very young. Yeah, I guess so. That's young. Like shit. <laughs> freshman year. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. In high school, you knew you wanted to do stand up, nigga. I was trying to figure it out. Like, <laughs> do these cargo shorts work with us? Like, that's what I was doing. It. But, but you already had a direction. Like, damn, I can make these people laugh. Damn, I would, I didn't think about that as a young kid. Uh, if I could be a comedian, I just knew I was funny and yeah. entertaining, and then I could do stuff to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. But nah, I didn't think I was gonna be a comedian. Yeah. Like, I just knew I was awkward. Yeah. And I wanted to feel, I wanted everybody around me to, to feel, feel awkward less too. awkward. Oh. No, I think that's where my humor came from. It was oh. just like, I feel weird in my body socially around Why? other people. I don't know. I was just always like, I was just, I always felt out of place. Hmm. And I think my sense of humor was a way for me to like reset the room in a way that I felt I could be like, it almost felt like everybody had a gun. This is just me talking about social anxiety. Okay. Uh, but I guess this is a form of social anxiety. Yeah. But yeah, it was like, it felt like, and I still feel this uh, sometimes, but like, it feels like everybody <laughs> has like a gun or is like uh, judging me in some way. Mm. I don't know. I think my humor was just me getting ahead. Are you the me. youngest? I'm middle. Mm-hmm. Everybody got a gun on them and your jokes makes them like it's, put the if, gun away. It makes, yeah, it makes me feel like, and I think them... In a lot of situations, it was like I was disarming everybody. Yeah, that's I, why you get like uneasy if people don't say good morning. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. It. It's, but it's social fear, which I guess is valid for yeah. humans. Yeah, most of our dangers now are each other. Uh, Facts. But anyway. what made you get into? Because you're athlete. Yeah. Uh, by trade, so but you got into comedy. Yeah. That's a journey right there. Yeah, it has been. That's why, like, I feel like making friends like Joel and then other friends who are writers. Now, it like the dream, it seems more real because I have friends who are doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have that a couple years ago. But I, don't, I feel like I was a funny kid just from being the youngest mm-hmm. and like being like the tension breaker. Yeah. And I was a journalism major in college, but it was never thinking that you could have it as a job, mm-hmm. like writing for television. Mm-hmm. And it, I didn't really even click until... Um, I saw like bridesmaids and saw yeah. like f- funny like women. Yeah. Like Even and Tina Fey's book, Bossy Pants, she went to Bro, Second that shit City. Was fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good it, it, book. It's That's such a good, a good book. book. It's a good um audio book too. Mm-hmm. Like her she's really funny, obviously. And I was like, Okay, I'll go. I'll move to Chicago. And mom was like, No, you're not. <laughs> like they have a second city in here in Hollywood. I was like, Oh, they do? So she signed me up for classes for my birthday, my twenty second birthday. Wow. And I just I didn't leave. Or, like, audiences are just kind of tired of the same old stories. Mm-hmm. And so, like, with that, like, diverse voices, or maybe not even, like, that's the funny thing, is, like, you could be telling the same story that, like, white guys have been telling the whole time, but since you're black, it's like, oh, this is fresh. Yeah. It's like, not really. <laughs> like, it's like, we're just telling, it's just a different person. Yeah. I was thinking about Superbad, right? Watching yeah. Watching that movie Superbad, I was like, yeah. can black people just make this movie? I w- I'm trying to write it. Like, I was just like, can yeah. we make a movie where it's just goofy yeah. and it's funny? Yeah. Like maybe House Party was like the closest thing to Superbad, yeah. but Superbad was great writing yeah. in that movie, yeah. and also it's just and like just nerds, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like what if I was just like, damn, I want to be like a black adventure, yeah. Coming, it's not a coming of age story where it's like drama, drama, drama. It's yeah. just like it's funny. There's some serious elements, but yeah. It's mostly goofy, yeah. Like, can there be a black McLovin? Can there be someone that's that <laughs> like silly with it? Like, oh, oh dude, like you know what I mean? Like, we know them. 
definitely. We do I know that. Like we, That's why I yeah. love Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah because yeah, he's yeah. not from like the Inland Empire where I'm from, but he's from Victorville. And like oh, the high desert. Yeah. That. And that's how like black boys are out there. Mm-hmm. They're just like just like goofy and like I ride my dirt bikes and like yeah. Like just yeah. like like <laughs> so they just like that. Just like yeah. huh, okay. But yeah. Is I that think- kinda uh some of the you said you wanted to write a movie like super bad. Is that do you have kind of a vision of the stuff you want to make? Yeah, it's like a short film. I just need to finish it. And it's mm-hmm. just like a like what you're talking about, just like a dorky like mm-hmm. sex comedy with just black girls, which mm-hmm. we've never seen before. There's some white movies I have not seen either, and I don't think I'll ever see. Yeah, like and they won best movie of the year type shit, and yeah. I was just like, no, I don't think, I don't think I want to see that. Yeah, right. well, yeah, that's also that's another factor. I think that's cool though. Like I think, like when Chris Rock when he hosted the Oscars a couple years ago, and like he went to, I think he went to Inglewood, and it was just talking about all these white movies, and people are like. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> I think that there's power in that and say, like showing the system and being like, these are the movies you keep telling me that I should be watching. I don't know what that is. Yeah, or yeah. like, or like the opposite, like, um, I don't know, this like specific movie maybe with like all black people or like, like cult classes within like the black community and mm. like, like the community being like, this is a good movie mm-hmm. and it like pushes out like the old guards like from, I don't know. Like yeah. the gatekeepers. Yeah. It's like telling people like, this is like, we're going to tell you what's good. Like, you're not going to tell mm-hmm. me what I should be watching. Yeah. Like when the movie's good, they make you wait before yeah. it comes on streaming. Maybe like even on HBO, it will make right. you wait. Like, yeah, because even like everything, everywhere, all at once. It's not. You can't on, find it. You still got to yeah. go. And it's, it's still in the theater. No, actually, it's on Showtime now. Oh, it is? is? It? Yeah, it's on Showtime. Oh, okay, I just okay, watched okay. it at my Bro, that movie made me like. That's when, you know, a film is powerful. There's barely any black people. I don't think there's any black people no, in that movie. not really. Bro, I was emotionally attached to the character, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I watched it once and I was on a date. And, you know, you can't really gauge a movie when you're on a date because you're yeah. like, what are they thinking? Like, yeah. What are they, What's are she they laughing at? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is she comfortable? Should I, why'd I bring her on a date? Here, we're not even talking. Is this Diet Coke too big? Yeah. Damn, dog, my hand's all buttery. Oh, fuck. Am I eating too much candy? Uh, hey, you like this? Oh, you like this movie? Yeah, me too. It's interesting, deep parts. But then when you watch it by yourself, you're like, oh, shit. I missed all this. Yeah. I missed the dialogue. Bro, I was like, was crying, bro. Like, I was like, oh, I didn't cry, but I was just like, I felt the emotion. Like, I was mm-hmm. just like, and that's what you want to gauge in a movie where you, like, feel the emotion, despite if it's a black movie or a white movie. Can you mm-hmm. gauge with the fucking character? Right? Yeah. Like, that, that movie, like, moved me. I was just like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. Because everyone feels that way. I think there's... There's a lot of really great, like, I think when you talk about representation, I love the way you guys are talking about these movies where it's like, you're able to love and appreciate the characters and the journey. If you don't look like them. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's interesting to me that like a movie like Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, mm-hmm. or, you know, a It's probably going to win Best Picture, I, I think. I hope so. It should. Yeah. I, I hope yeah. it wins it really everything. Should, bro, yeah. it really should. Like, yeah. it's... It pushed everything yeah. I loved in a movie. Like yeah. ridiculousness, seriousness, deep quotes. Family. Family. Didn't you go to like some program where you were like. In college? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what program was it? It was like a missionary program? Yeah. Like Christian you said missionary? It changed your yeah. life. But like it was Baptist. also like, uh, prob- like problematic. It was very problematic. Yeah. Like when you were just talking about. Go on. <laughs> you're going to hell. I was like. <laughs> One of those people. I was one of those people too. Like in in it alienates you. Like it does, especially when you're like a. I was and it's just filled with resentment. Like I felt like Mm -hmm. this was me. 
the more in touch I was with religion, mm-hmm. I just felt like a biggest asshole. Mm-hmm. Like I was, because like so much resentment of like what you can't do. Mm-hmm. That like when people were doing it, <laughs> just like how dare them? <laughs> just like judgmental mm-hmm. and like no, that's not love. It's like not. that's not anyone you want to be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I went to Malaysia mm-hmm. and played basketball there. Oh wow! And um, while we were over there, that was like the missionary trip. It's mm-hmm. like you go over there, you play, and then after, you're like, hey, <laughs> you guys want to go get dinner? Oh <laughs> no, like, yeah. them, bro. Yeah. And they're and like, yeah, dinner. Yeah, of course. You guys are American, like, yeah. And then, yeah. And then <laughs> I came home and like went through like a reverse culture shock of like feeling just awful, mm-hmm. like terrible. Tried to get the high back and went mm-hmm. to Indonesia the next year. Mm-hmm. It was a very different experience. That summer, I got an internship at the Newport Beach Film Festival. And met one of my best friends. And then that's when, like, it started changing. Like, started talking about movies, realizing, like, who I was. Mm-hmm. And meeting more people outside of the bubble I was in. Mm-hmm. And just realizing, it's like, oh. Because there's a lot of racism, a lot of sexism. And because people were Christian, mm-hmm. like, it's like, the- oh, these people think this about me. Yeah. So it must be true. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And um, it was until getting outside of that bubble. It's like, oh, I'm not a terrible person because mm-hmm. I stand up for myself. Or like, oh, I'm not all these things that people have told me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like still dealing with it, honestly. Absolutely. And like. Um, Did your parents go to church? No. No. <laughs> oh, so you found this by yourself. Well, I went. To, I've only had private school Christian education. Oh, okay. So okay. when picking a college, it just felt comfortable. Okay. Like it just felt familiar. Where'd you go to school? Cal Baptist, okay, in Riverside, and um, one so of the they were regrets. just like, we're not gonna take you to church, but you gotta. I mean, Jesus, like we we went to school. church, like we were like religious as any other black person, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I feel like it's so ingrained mm-hmm. in black community, like it's like we went, but not like all the time, yeah. you know. And so they just wanted us to go to the best schools, just like moving us right. out, put it like they wanted to put us in the best situations and the mm-hmm. best schools in our area, just were private schools. And I think if it would have been the opposite, if they were public schools, we probably would have went there, too. I don't know. Like, growing up, that's just, like, where I found a lot of identity. Mm-hmm. With, like, it was, like, a way to fit in in a weird way. Mm. Like, religion. And, like, kind of felt like I was putting myself, like, on an equal playing field. Mm-hmm. From feeling, like, the only, I was the only black person in my grade until mm-hmm. sixth grade. From kindergarten to sixth grade. Sheesh! I know. <laughs> Nah, bro. Yeah. Nah, bro. (laughs) And so it just felt like, I'm like, you guys too. Like, I love God too. Like, and then when college hit, it was like, okay, fuck this. Like, where are the black people at? Like, I did. I just remember vividly in like sixth grade, like fourth grade. And I'm just like, you guys don't read the Bible? And I'm in public school. Like, this is like white kids and other kids. Like, you guys, what? Catholic is not real Christians. You guys only go to church for an hour. Like, <laughs> I'm finding myself by myself on the lunch table, bro. Yeah. For I'll what? Never, uh, I'll never forget, like, this this church service once. I think it was Sunday yeah, school. Yeah, I want to hear about you being a pastor's kid. Like, was, I mean, mm. my parents were, like, um, they were very progressive. Like, oh, they were good. very, they were non-denominational. Oh, good. My mom was... Um, loved God, still loves God, but in the way that it's like, 
she is against um, bullshit. Yeah. I guess is the way I would put it. Yeah. Because she was like, as she was rising, quote unquote, in the ranks of relationships and in the hierarchy of like the Catholic church, they were basically telling her like, yo, you were not going to be able to listen to you basically yeah. because there are no women in charge yeah. here. So either you're going to have to marry one of us or yeah. goodbye. And she was like, goodbye. Good. Um, and then obviously she met my dad outside of that context. But um, my parents came from was a lot of love. It was always outreach. It mm. was always like we were the house that, you know, if I had a best friend who I had a best friend, he told me this recently. I, I didn't know this. Um, he, oh, I knew he lost his mom. His mom died of, from like sickle cell. We were mm. in like sixth or seventh grade. Mm. And so he lived with us for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know, obviously my parents did stuff like that all the time mm-hmm. and just like let, you know, people stay at our house and things like that. But they were moving from a place of love and the way that I still feel like I treat people yeah. with that kind of, I'll give people the benefit of the doubt. I, I give a lot of leeway. I give a lot of room, you know, and I, I try to like accept people where they yeah. are, where I feel like that is not the current connotation it's of not. Christianity. It's not. In a weird way. That's like who Jesus was. It was. Mm-hmm. But everybody yeah. like took who he was and like spun it. Yeah. In all these weird ways where it's like, I think if Jesus was alive today, he would be like legit a homeless dude yeah. on the street who would be like, yo, uh, everybody who's out here who's like not accepted because they're trans or not accepted because they're overweight or just, yeah. you know, whatever is the reason that you're othered or marginalized or whatever. I literally think Jesus would be hanging out with them. He did. Like, he was hanging out with tax collectors and, like, sex yeah. workers. Like, yeah. he was, like, the oddball. That's why, like, usually the stuff that people talk about in religion of, like, stuff that you can't do, it's not Jesus talking. It's Paul. Mm-hmm. It's, like, mm-hmm. he was the one that, like, talked about, like, being gay is bad and, like, women mm-hmm. can't be in the church and, like, slaves obey your master. <laughs> That was all Paul. It wasn't Jesus. Wow. Can't take the soul out of Paul. <laughs> yeah, that's inside baseball right there. That's inside. You got to know the yeah. Bible to know what I'm yeah. talking yeah. about, bro. You know. Can't take the soul out of Paul. But you I feel like I mean? with religion, especially with black folks, I feel like a lot of it is just respectability politics. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. feeling like, and that's what I felt, like feeling like you have to be perfect. And like mm-hmm. religion is like one of the ways, like, I don't know. Like, my brother, like, he's a queer man and talked about, how, like, how the most homophobic stuff mm-hmm. experience was from black people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because, like, God, you can't be acting like this in front of white people. Like, come on. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, and I feel like religion is, like, the way to prop yourself up and mm-hmm. to, like, separate yourself from, mm-hmm. like, people who you deem, like, unworthy. It's funny when, you know, if you ever read Malcolm X just talk about that time in the whatever it was, kind of the 50s, 60s, when mm-hmm. the Nation of Islam was on mm-hmm. the rise, one of the reasons why he identified with them over the Christian folks at mm-hmm. the time was because they were, the Christians were kind of well-to-do. Yeah. And, be you know, they were very, like, <laughs> and this is fucked up. Like, I'm not, I, I can't fault my parents. Everybody, you know, is doing, like we talked about with the people <laughs> the who are making those can. movies. Yeah. They're doing their the best. best. They can. They're doing their best. Doing the best. They have. The best they know how. <laughs> exactly. But even in that time, I'm like, damn, I could also see why they behave that way because they thought in their minds, mm-hmm. oh, how can I create an environment where my kid will survive? Yeah. Let me just start acting, you know, let me go to this church community mm-hmm. where there's a bunch of black people, 
you know, that are creating a system that have, you know, a community, uh, they have food, there's a, you know, let me start acting like them and make sure I'm never going to deviate from yeah. this so that my kid won't end up on the streets. Cause yeah, I, yeah. I think at a certain point when you look at being black in America, like in that history, in that time frame, especially if you had kids, yeah. you had, if you cared about your fucking life yeah. or your family's life, yeah. it was like one or the other. It yeah. was church yeah. or the streets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's fucked up, but it now is. we're dealing with the, <laughs> the, the aftermath, mm-hmm. the trauma of like what those, yes. Thank you, mom. Thank you, you know, all of our ancestors who like sacrificed mm-hmm. and made those choices so that mm-hmm. we're sitting yeah. here healthy and yeah. talking. And let's take those lessons and on, a Sunday, on a Sunday where we're not at church. <laughs> I know, right? But this no, church. No. This, is, this is church. <laughs> this is church. You go tonight. Yeah. Like, I said the black day, like, I ain't going to morning. I'm going to go tonight. You know what? I'm going to go next Sunday. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, when you date, are you, do you date funny people? Um,. I like someone who's quiet. Yeah? So, You're funny. They're, like, laughing. Yeah. Kinda. Or it's, like, we just have to get each other's sense of humor. I would like okay. a quiet, a quieter person that maybe comes to life. I just like someone who can, like, if you do take up space, like, you have every right to do that. Mm-hmm. Just not everywhere you go and mm-hmm. all the time. I feel like it's just annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if someone just has to be the center put of attention on, on, all the time, yeah. like, everywhere. Anything out of obligation, I feel like, is trash. Yeah. Like, that's the reason why, for a long time, I didn't want to get married. Hmm. I was just like, I, this feels like a piece of paper telling me how to behave. Like, what? Mm-hmm. The government said it's a business deal. Yeah, I don't even like the words, words hold weight, hmm. right? Like, I've never, <laughs> this is fucked up, but um, I've never <laughs> seen somebody say the word wife with like a good connotation. <sighs> Like a lot of the time. Yeah. A lot of the time. Especially in media. It's always like, ah, my wife's coming. And it's like, I've heard it a few times in real life. I heard that. Where it's pleasant. And I've been like, oh, that's really nice. Like me and my girl were hanging out in New Orleans actually once. And she went to the bathroom. We were at this cooking class. And she went to the bathroom. And one of the guys, it's like couples, you know, in this cooking class. And one of the guys comes over and is like, oh, man, uh, you and your, where are you and your wife from? Aww. And we weren't even married. And I was just like, oh, wow, that was kind of nice. That's sweet. That sounded nice. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife. My wife. Me and my wife. But it's like, <laughs> I've never I'm like, heard it happy. Wife. Mortgage. <laughs> uh, I'm not ready. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I can feel my head balding. The most successful men are married, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, men who are married live longer. Mm-hmm. That's why I never get when men are afraid of marriage. I'm like, it benefits you. <laughs> it really does. Like self-preservation the most success- in a way. Yeah. It does. The women who always live the longest aren't married and don't have kids. And <laughs> they always, that's what they always say. Yeah, because women be like looking at things that you're not looking at. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, be yeah. like, you know there's a crust behind your ear. You're like, what? They'd be like, let me get you some cream. You're like, there's cream for this? Like, they just know certain things yeah. to make you a better human being. Like, yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. I know we're wrapping up, but I feel like we already had that kind of moment yeah. where you were like, I hope I proved to you I'm not a whack ass nigga. Oh, and I was yeah. like, yeah. We you didn't did. we didn't talk about that. And today. we I feel like that's not how really. we became that's friends. That's how we became friends. And I was like, this is a dope ass person. Basically, and yeah. to make a long story short, mm-hmm. this is how I met Maya Gwen. We both started uh well you worked there for before yeah for two years before i was there 
but uh, it was a program that was using improv in very mm-hmm. positive ways mm-hmm. to help kids and recovering addicts and yeah. people who are struggling. And so, but 2020, obviously, the George mm-hmm. Floyd of it all happened, mm-hmm. Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and all those things. And obviously, the world changed. Did you call me? I called you. You called me, right? Yeah. And, we, and you were basically like, I'm going to quit this company because... No. Right? No. No, what happened? No. I was like, I'm going to start a business yeah. to give back to the black community because right. who we were serving was people in Calabasas and Malibu. And, right. mm. and I was like, I want to give this back to our community. And mm-hmm. so I told them I was starting a business and um, how I wanted to do it in the Inland Empire. And right. they said, oh, that's great. I said, can I still keep working on Tuesdays and Thursdays? I said, absolutely. The next day was my birthday. They fired me in an email. I and that's when this. I called you. That's when you called me. <laughs> you were like, yeah. happy birthday. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. And this is like uh Oh my god. Yeah, this is in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. It was a whole thing. <laughs> but then it, it ended up me quitting. Yeah. Later. The sweetest white people in the world. Fuck that. Still, you they know, fired what I her mean? on her birthday. You know, it's like white liberals, they're so sweet up yeah. until a point. Resentment. Yeah. It's like oh, they yeah. really do wanna help and then they just don't. Mm. Yeah. And it's very until you threaten them. Yeah. And they'd be like, and oh. their mediocrity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So my friend Lissa texted me on my birthday, "Happy birthday!" Like they said, you're on to bigger things. Like I'm sad that like I won't be teaching with you, but I'm happy for you. And mm. I said they fired me, and she mm. said, "What? Wow!" So it's like if you don't think you did anything wrong, why are you hiding it? Mm. You know? Because mm-hmm. she showed me the email that they sent after. Wow! And it it was very much like wow. oh Maya chose to do that like. It was, Our two it was black employees up. are gone in the middle of 2020. And that's what I told Nothing them. Nothing weird here. No, that's what I told them in the middle of the email where, like, I wrote back and, like, blew their ass up. I was like, do you know how stupid you guys look? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. Like, do you know? Like, I have a journalism degree. Like, I have a family that actually, like, my last name actually means something to a certain community. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Like, I can blow your ass up. Mm-hmm. Like, you sound like this is really fucked up. I feel like you have to do, like, what's comfortable. And like what you're talking about mm-hmm. with like your work situation, how you were like, I it would have made it said it made you feel good to like kill them with kindness. Mm-hmm. I think there also needs to be a space to call people out too. Absolutely. Yeah. And to hold people accountable. Yeah. You have because to. white people, they're never gonna be held accountable if mm-hmm. like people don't speak up. It's admirable that you've done that in all the different ways. And thank you for Aww. doing that because it's it also shows people that like that's a little tiny revolution. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, yeah, if you don't, the world just going to keep spinning in that yeah. direction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro. Uh, well, thank you for doing the show. Thanks for having I'm me. I'm so happy we we did uh-huh. it. You guys know who we are at High Power Pod on IG. And uh, all the episodes are at highpowerpod.com. We'll see you all next time. Peace. Peace. <laughs>